What's up, guys? Welcome to Made of Miller, the podcast where four sisters get together and talk about all things family, relationships, and everything in between. We're your hosts, Sarah, Katie, Leah, and Leslie, and we're Made of Miller. Welcome back, guys. This week, we are going to be doing a tell-all, and it's sure to be juicy. You guys sent in some questions, and we were inspired to play the game 21 Questions. So let's get into it. All right, friends. This is Katie, and I'm going to be dishing out the questions. Now, this one is sent in by Casey. It's for Leslie. Did you have a preferred parent? Hmm. A preferred parent. That's, that's a really tough question. Um, I would have to say that I prefer each parent for different reasons, right? You're going to stay neutral. So mom was definitely the more emotionally available mom to like, as far as like talking to her about my kids, like I would go to mom and be like, mom, I'm having trouble with Madison X, Y, Z. And she is always really emotionally supportive Um, dad is too, but he, I go to him for different things. You know, I go to dad because he and I share the same sense of humor and don't get me wrong. Mom and I do too, but I just really, dad and I like have like a bond. Like we just kind of, excuse me, clicked. So my preferred parent is each of them for different reasons. For sure. I would prefer to take dad to a metal concert over mom. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I'd prefer prefer to go to Starbucks with mom rather than dad. Yes. Yeah. Dad, Very true. Dad would be yeah, so loud in Starbucks. Yeah. Okay, Katie, have you ever found someone attractive who you really shouldn't? Wow. This question was a pointed question. And yes, I have. I had a crush on John Baldacci <laughs> in the fourth grade. <laughs> Please explain who John Baldacci I don't, is. Yes. Okay. So he was a, he's a former governor of Maine And he was balding and very tall and just an older man. And for some reason, I just thought he was so cute. Yeah, I'm looking up a picture of him right now. I'm not sure why. He was the 73rd governor of Maine. Look him up, John Baldacci. And the picture that you see on Wikipedia is exactly what he looked like in fourth grade. And that was the man of my dreams. Bald? I, I, I don't know why. He was bald. Yes, he was bald. Katie, at bald. this point, this is now the second time that you've name dropped him on our podcast. <laughs> we need to know if you have unresolved no, issues. He was preceded by Angus King, succeeded by Paul LePage. Just a little history lesson for you guys. <laughs> Right. One time I went uh, on my first flight, I went on my first flight and, um, I was really scared cause I didn't get to sit with Benjamin and I was like sitting next to this guy who was really super nice. And I, he was talking to me, he was asking like where I was from and stuff like that. And I said, well, this is my first flight. He goes, well, you picked a good first flight to be on because Angus King is on this flight with us. <laughs> I, was, I had no idea who I Angus King that. was, but I was like, thank God for him. <laughs> so glad Angus King is here. <laughs> All right, this question is for Sarah. What makes you say, "What was I thinking?" When you look back on your life, 
man. Just take a second. All right, I'm talking to the listeners. Oh, I feel it. I feel it deeply in my bones. All right, guys who are listening right now, let's just take a moment of self-reflection. Humor yourself and ask yourself the same question as you listen to Sarah's response. Oh, man. Okay. I can think of whenever I think that question, think that. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm trying to think how to say it. I thought you felt it in your bones. John Stacy. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. a no, 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 no. That's literally, it's anytime I open my mouth and I try to look cooler than I actually am. Mm. And I'm like, I can think of a few times where I was meeting people that were like somewhat like well-known or famous in the areas like that I work in and I start over sharing or trying to make a connection (laughs) with them and instantly I'm like they don't care and I want to die I want (laughs) to crawl into a cave and then I'm like over there beating myself up for like hours later going what was I thinking why should I even open my mouth and share and talk right then they don't care no one cares now I just feel like an idiot and of course they're not thinking about them the reality is we're all thinking about ourselves okay so it's not really that big of a deal but in the moment that is when I'm thinking what the heck was I thinking just shut your pie hole Sarah (laughs) Oh my goodness, Sarah. I know exactly how you feel. I do that all the time. And I'll like, and you're, you're like, I think about it for a couple hours. No, it haunts me forever. Like I'll just randomly, I'll be in the shower. I'll be washing my hair and I'll be like, Ooh, I can't believe I said that. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, it just is so bad. It's, it's the worst worst feeling. It's the worst. Like I try to like crack a joke or something. Yeah, and it's you, like you're just a, trying a too hard. Oh, just trying too hard, and it's so embarrassing. It's really painful. So I, I feel know, that for baby. you. One thing that I feel like I, because I would agree, and it looks like Leah's nodding her head, and she also agrees. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, I found that if you build up relational currency, it's okay to be vulnerable, but until you kind of build that relational currency, I've learned time and time again, not to share too much until that relationship feels like it's substantial enough to withhold whatever it is that I'm sharing. Cause I used to be so quick to share whatever. And like, it's not that it wasn't great. It's just sometimes I thought that that was how I was going to make my friendship was by being vulnerable and it just wasn't the time and place for it. And it ended up backfiring. So I've learned that rather just take your time, build the relationship up and then be vulnerable as the relationship develops. So, cause I definitely had my fair share of really my guts to people. Can I just say that like also Uh, in the same line of oversharing like I feel like a lot of times people can put pressure on you to overshare and then you overshare and my experience has been that sometimes when you overshare it ends up getting used against you and so it's just like this general principle of just using discretion about sharing Mm -hmm. and not feeling pressured to say more than you want to say like you don't have to agree with everything you don't have to have an answer for everything sometimes it's really okay to let someone else overshare and for you Mm -hmm. to just stay quiet does it make sense I just say this is called healthy boundaries and it can be awkward sometimes 
but it's really important that we learn to know what our self-worth is and even the other person too, you know, but like just knowing what we're worth and letting people earn and fight for relationship as well. And not just pouring ourselves out and protecting ourselves, like not oversharing. Um, because I've definitely had things come back against me in very horrible ways. And I'm learning alongside my therapist that it's okay to turn away and say, Oh, sorry, I have to go to the bathroom. Like that's a great excuse. Or like there's a million excuses that you can come up with to be able to turn away. And that's really difficult for me because I like to just talk and be warm and share with people. But it's really important to, take care of yourself and take care of your heart. All right. Wow. I feel like I learned something from that response. So here's a question on a lighter note for Leslie. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh (laughs) What is the most unladylike thing you have ever done? Well, as you guys witnessed earlier, I burp like a lot. It's like a (laughs) real condition. Like it's a problem. (laughs) And I, I know it's because I should be eating gluten-free, but I don't want to do that. So instead I just belch like a, like a man and people just know, like I'll, I'll burp and they'll be like, well, what was that? And everyone's like, oh, it was just Leslie. Don't worry. It's super embarrassing, but like you you can't hold it in then you'll get sick. So, you know, you just got to let it out. Fair enough. Yeah. Come on guys. I know you all are burpers. Let's talk about it. Uh, I, I literally like can't burp. What? What? No. Oh, sorry. Let me clarify. Of course I can burp, but I'm just saying, ladies, we know. I'm just saying in my house, I have three boys and a husband. And if I start burping, they start treating me like like a man. And it's a very slippery slope when you're on that, when they start treating me like a boy. So I try to distinguish myself from them and what my limitations are by being a bit more ladylike, if you will. All right, Sarah, this question is for you. What are stereotypes about different generations? For example, millennials. This question was sent in by Sharon. Millennials. Okay, so I can speak specifically to millennials because that's the category I find myself in. I feel very annoyed about the stereotype of millennials because I don't really feel like I fit into that. However, I will say, unfortunately, I think that a lot of the stereotypes about millennials is true. Now, for those of you that are listening that are millennials, I apologize if this does not, if you don't fit in the stereotype, but there's a lot of people who just want overnight success. And I feel like this generation of millennials and probably younger than us too, the Gen Z generation, don't have very strong work ethic. And we grew up in a home where work ethic was everything, where our parents worked so hard from the ground um, up. They went to school, they worked, they had multiple jobs, they did everything they could to set really good examples for strong work ethic and what that looks like. And Our work ethic within each of our own individual lives may look different, but each of us know how to pursue the things that we want to pursue in our life. And so that's one of the stereotypes where I feel like I've heard a lot of, unfortunately, baby boomers crack jokes about millennials saying that they don't know how to work or they're not like, they're just like wanting things handed to them on a silver platter or they still live with their parents. And I'm like, my husband and I own a home. We're also, we also rent a home. 
And like we do, we've done a lot of things. And so it's very annoying to me when I feel like, um, especially the older generation is kind of constantly making fun of the younger generation. That's a really sore spot for me where I, where I would rather us talk it out and hear one another's hearts and understand why we think that way about one another. Anyways, those are some of my thoughts. I don't even agree with this whole, you know, category that you fall into. I just think it's like whack. Like I I genuinely think that we're all just doing the same day-to-day thing, whether it's like you're younger or you're older, we're all doing this life together. So why are we categorized and grouped and put in these bubbles? Like I it just it doesn't make sense to me. I do think that it makes a little bit of sense with the gen like separation of generations because each generation faces different trials that um, form us and change mm-hmm. us like are even with like um like stuff that's on media and stuff like that like our parents didn't grow up with social media being like a big thing or even a thing at all and so each generation is formed a little bit differently than the other mm-hmm. but I think that that's what makes it so beautiful is that each generation has so- has something else to offer the other generation yeah. and so that we need to be willing to be open to hearing and also be willing to listen and learn from people that are older and wiser than us. And we need to take turns. Like it's not that one generation has it all together and one doesn't. There is some, there's like, we're all in this together. We're in this crap fest together. And like, we just need to learn to work together to just make a better, a better life for our children and grandchildren and future, gener- future generations. Yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. In the the spirit of such strong, such a strong uh, opinion, I think that this is the time to say, what is something that everyone else loves that you secretly find overrated? This question is for Leah. Well, there are quite a few things, but today I'm going to pick on TikTok because... And I'm so sorry, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners, you do TikTok, and that's fine. You do you. But for me, like, my sisters know this about me. I tend to be, like, a bit of, like, a like a deep person. What I mean by that is I tend to, like, think through things, like, very deeply. And whatever I want to put out on the internet tends to be on, like, the more, like, intellectual side. And so sometimes, like... TikTok is like, I feel like the majority of TikTok is about like fun and humor and I can be funny and I can be humorous. But to be honest, like for me, like at watching like videos that just kind of feel like mind numbing after a period of time is just like, I don't enjoy watching that and I want to see things of substance. So <clears throat> someone like me, I don't relate to the TikTok platform really at all. Like I can have fun. I just, I just really would rather put stuff of substance out there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So that is my, that's my vote. All right. So on the note of TikTok, I feel like this question is appropriate. Leslie, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? (laughs) So this is something I've been kind of open about on my Instagram. So if you follow me, you already know that I have a very balanced lifestyle I love to feel my body with good, wholesome food, but I also love my sweets. And at nighttime, especially, I just have this like mindset that I have to have dessert every night. Like I would rather have dessert over dinner. Yeah, same. I <laughs> you skip know what? dinner yeah. sometimes and eat a and whole just bag. Just go straight of to dessert. <laughs> 
So that's definitely my biggest indulgence. And, you know, it's something I should probably work on, but I don't want to. Fair enough. Ben and Jerry's in the house. Yay, yay. Ben and Jerry should sponsor us. I met Jerry. I met Jerry in Boston. Right. Yeah. And he, he, he like went behind the bar and like was feeding me ice cream. And I was like, dream (laughs) made, dream made. Right, didn't someone like say that it was a joke or like they didn't think it was really Ben and Jerry or Jerry and then he went behind and started I thought I didn't even know what Jerry looked like and so they introduced me to him and they're like this is Jerry and I was like lol that's funny who are you and he's like I'm Jerry (laughs) and then he went behind he's like what kind of ice cream do you want this one's my favorite me and me and Ben created this one and I was like okay he's legit and then I was like starstruck when I realized who he was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I went to the Ben and Jerry factory with Samuel, um, my oldest, but this was when we just had Samuel and he had ice cream for the first time ever. And he looked at me after I gave him the ice cream and he goes, <laughs> Mama! <laughs> Same. Same, yeah, buddy. Exactly. All right, this question comes in from one of our listeners named Alyssa. It says, what is the biggest mess your kid has made? Yes, so... One of the biggest messes that was ever made was by my two oldest boys and Seth was away at the time he was traveling. And we at the time lived on campus in like a family dorm room out in Kona, Hawaii. And at the time we were also building managers, which meant we had access to all the rooms on campus. And I took a quick shower. And while I was showering, the boys snuck into the dorm next door with a Sharpie and Sharpied the whole unit. Oh, my gosh. If you're wondering how to get your Sharpie, I recommend acetone and toothpaste. You're welcome, ladies. That must have taken you hours to clean up. Oh, it took me so long. Also, another time, Seth took a nap. I know. It's it's always when you, like, are off your game and do something like take a nap or take a shower or just do normal. This is why she's against self-care. This is why I'm against self-care because it comes with (laughs) self-destruction. No, but one time, Seth told me he had the boys. Like he said, he had the boys, man. And he fell asleep on the couch and Max covered the couch in sour cream. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was gnarly. That's awful. I've never heard this story. Did did you just cry? So bad. He he put it all over Seth. Seth slept through it. No, I didn't cry. I almost killed Seth. (laughs) What did Seth do? Tears, unless rage crying is is a thing. (laughs) Absolutely. No. You just take a deep breath and you just, you know, yeah, go into mom mode and try not to just, yeah. All right, Leah, this question is for you. Is what you're doing now what you always wanted to do growing up? Yes and no. Okay, so I, right now, I'm living in Los Angeles uh, with my husband, Peter. And for those of you who don't know, I am a singer, songwriter, and a worship leader. And my husband is an audio engineer. So together we uh, create music. I write songs and he helps me produce them. And I'm about to release my first single. And that is something that I have always wanted to do. Um, But I also say no because I wasn't necessarily like always like planning or dreaming of moving to LA. It was something that kind of evolved and when the opportunity presented itself it felt like the next right step 
for um, me and my husband. And I think that like we have a lot of goals, like in terms of what we want to do with our lives, um, music, and just different opportunities that, um, you know, we're just now stepping into that I think weren't necessarily part of the plan, but could actually evolve to maybe even better than what we planned, so to speak. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, I just want to say something really quick, Leah, your song, we've all had the opportunity to listen to it already. And her song is one of those songs, like Katie said, it haunts you in the best way possible. It's just like one of those, like it touches you. So everyone, Mm -hmm. if you get a chance on the 22nd, when it comes out, I'm just doing a little shameless plug for Leah here. You need to go listen. It's not like you just have to. Yeah. It's so good. You won't regret it. Thank you guys. Appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, Katie, what is an unpopular opinion that you hold? Mm, I have so many. What do I choose? (laughs) (laughs) Just one will do. (laughs) Um, uh, Barry Manilow is an excellent singer. (laughs) Yes. 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 We're all big fans. Um, I don't think, I don't like flower crowns. I I just, I'm not a fan. I don't think that's unpopular about it. Here, here. Huh? I don't think that's too unpopular. I don't like them either. Me neither. Uh, Well, depends on what circle you're in. I'm just, I guess. I don't like it. I don't think currently that they're super cool, but in their heyday, there was a couple times where they looked really pretty. Yeah, it was very into like, yeah. See, Sarah likes it, but I personally did not. I never. Maybe maybe little girls. Huh? I said I never wore one. No, I know you've never worn one, but I've seen, I don't know. It's just like for like weddings and stuff. I'm sorry if anyone wore a flower crown. All right. What is it? Leslie, this question's for you. What's invisible that you wish people could see? Ooh. Easy. B-O. Body odor. Because- <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. If you had... If you had a ring of stink around you that was visible, wouldn't you want to shower? Okay. I have to weigh in on this one because Samuel watched Charlie Brown. And when he saw Linus with the stink bomb <laughs> around him, he oh. almost started crying. Really? So then one time I told him that he needed to take a bath and he said no. And I told him that he was going to look like Linus and he was like, no. And he like ran upstairs. <laughs> and ever since then, anytime I mentioned Linus, he gets in the shower or the bath. No argument. <laughs> that is a good one. I'll put that one in my mom handbook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw a question in the mix just to yeah. keep things spicy. Leah, in 40 <laughs> years, what will people be nostalgic for? Oh, in 40 years. From now. <laughs> Leah's <racist> no. <laughs> she looked, no. she looked like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That's fine, Angel. I'm kind of surprised by what came to my mind first, but community, and I, I just no, I know that I know that's like depressing. No, 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 I know it's depressing, but that's what I thought of was like relationship and community with people. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like during COVID, that's the one thing that you keep hearing people saying is that like people miss being with other people. 
And I think what's sad is we're watching like the world change. And I think in some ways community changes, it's moving to more online and you just have to be more disciplined to have relationships. But in some ways there's just a sense of like the world is changing and the way we do community and life is different. And I think people will be nostalgic for the way we used to do community and relationships. I'm sure that's how people feel now, like about where we are at today, yeah. that we're, you know, they lived in the 20s. Katie, I have one more question for you, actually. <clears throat> yeah, what? If animals could talk, who would be the rudest? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Duh, cats. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I hate cats. <laughs> I hate cats, too. You're right. Agreed. Literally. So we met this guy at the mall. He, uh, his name is Adem. He was from Turkey. And I went there to get my phone fixed and Seth and I just felt a connection to him immediately. So we invited him over for dinner. And while we were over, I think it was the second time he came over for dinner. He told us that he broke up with his girlfriend because she said she liked cats. And right then oh. in that moment, Seth and I knew we found a lifelong a nice friend. Yep. <laughs> That's reasonable. <laughs> all right. How about this one? Ladies, this is for all of us. What do you think would happen if we were stuck in a room with each other for 24 hours? (laughs) Uh, I think we know, (laughs) guys. The quarter. The quarter. Remember? The quarter in the middle of the room. Do you remember? Oh, Oh. dad? Something about one of us stole from dad's car. And it was like a quarter. It was a quarter. But dad dad was really like, yeah, dad was really against like us lying. It wasn't the fact that we stole. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't about the fact that one of us took a quarter. It was the fact that none of us would fess up, so one of us was lying. So he put the quarter in the middle of the room, put us all in there, and he said, "Nobody leaves until someone fesses up to taking the quarter." (laughs) And and I was so mad. I took the blame. I got the spanking, and I swear I was like, "Who the heck took the quarter?" So who really? Who did it? Who took the quarter? I literally have no idea. I don't don't know. know. (laughs) Uh, Maybe nobody did. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm gonna lean on nobody did it. Wait, guys, I have a question. Did we all share a bedroom at the same time in on Regret Drive? Mm, Maybe once. Yeah, we we have shared um, a room. Like all four of us shared a room at one point when we lived in Glenburn. This is when my parents. um, We went through a phase where I think we. I don't know. My parents were what they were trying something new. We lived in a new town and it was a pretty small house. And so it's kind of amazing. They had all four of us girls in a room and they actually made a bedroom out of the living room. I don't know. I, I, I love how you churched up our subsidized housing. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the trailer. This is what we oh, trailer. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember that. We were all in a room together. And I think mom and dad, the other room was so tiny that they made it into a playroom for us. We had a shared bedroom and a playroom. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait. I remember that room on, um, in the trailer and I had a sleepover with my friend Carmen and Leah sat up in the middle of the night and started talking about motorcycles. And so I swear, <laughs> she looked like she was staring right at us. And I was terrified. And then she went back to sleep immediately. Oh, it's so funny. Because one night, Leah was sleepwalk- or sleep talking. Before my very first date with my now husband, Leah was sleep talking <laughs> so crazy about these little tiny people that were trying to get to a tree. 
Listen, guys, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Plead the fifth. (laughs) I think Renee and Sarah, who are probably listening to this, would say otherwise. Okay. No, I have a creepy story. But when I was going to college, I had a roommate, apparently, who told me that she came in late at night after being out with some friends. And I was sleeping in bed already. And I sat up straight in bed and I stared at her. Like glare, like glared at her. She said it was like <laughs> something from a horror movie. And then I laid back down and went back to bed. I said nothing. I just stared at her. Guys, I think I might, I might have the creepiest sleepwalking story of all time. Oh no, I could top you. You know this. No, I don't think so. So I was spending the night at my friend's house, the Greeners. And they lived in this house where there was extremely steep stairs. It was an old, old house. And I woke up in the middle of the night holding their three-year-old. He was three years old at the time. Now he's like 18 or 19. He was crying. The sink was on and I was pulling out potato chips from the cupboard. (laughs) And I don't know how I got there or what was happening. But yeah, I felt like such a freak afterwards. Like, what in the world? I, I didn't intend to hurt him or anything. I think what happened was they, the girl said um, that he woke up and he was thirsty. And I must have gone and gotten him water in the middle of the night. But I carried him down those steep stairs. Oh and my like, goodness. It is a miracle that we didn't wipe out. Because like, I kid you not, those stairs were like almost vertical. I am the victim of a sleep scenario and I'm going to tell you guys this story. Some of you may not have heard it. Um, Seth and I, when we first got married, there was one night that he, he falls asleep like in, in an instant. Like as soon as he lays down, he's dead asleep. And I was just laying in bed. I was on my phone. So I was rolled over to the side and all of a sudden I feel Seth's hand digging into my butt crack <laughs> and I rolled over and slapped him so hard and he said to me sorry babe I was looking for the remote <laughs> and all of a sudden he comes he like starts to come too because I slapped him pretty hard and he starts laughing and he said all I could picture in my mind was my hand going between the couch cushions <laughs> oh my goodness this isn't really like a sleep story like a like a sleepwalking or anything like that but one time Um, Our cat is pretty skittish and she likes to sleep at our head, which is so annoying. But one night she heard something. So she's sleeping up above my head and she heard something, got scared, literally ran train across Benjamin's face. And the poor guy, (laughs) he, he wakes up out of the night. He's like, he screams like a woman. He goes, over at him and i'm like what the heck he's bleeding he's got blood dripping but i can't i know i couldn't stop laughing i went and i got him toilet paper and i'm I'm dabbing his face and i'm looking away and i'm laughing because i'm just like this is what was that what was that (laughs) i think one of my favorite stories within our circle is leah's uh episode in new york 
Yes. Yes. Okay. So I was on a mission trip in New York City with um, my pastor and some friends, and I was sleeping. And in the middle of the night, I apparently woke up waving my arm saying, ladies, mascara. And oh, my God. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I still to this day haven't lived it down. But to be clear, what I was picturing was that we were handing out makeup to the homeless people in New York City. <laughs> but <laughs> you're such a saint, even in your sleep. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Leah, this question is for you. What would be the creepiest thing you would say while passing a stranger on the street? <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, like what Joey says on Friends came to mind. How you doing? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, you want to know what mine would be? You want to know what mine would be? It would be, well, don't check your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> How about, Katie, don't be suspicious. Don't yes. be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Leah, right. you probably won't get that reference because she doesn't do TikTok. She don't do TikTok. She too smart for that. <laughs> All right, uh, Sarah. What set of items could you buy that would make the cashier the most uncomfortable? <laughs> okay sarah probably already has done this no. <laughs> she's like hey on, let me check my instacart believe me or i don't know if it'd make the person more uncomfortable than me but i'm trying to think of tampons condoms <laughs> uh cigarettes and some booze have you bought cigarettes no that's why no, said- why did you say that I think that would be awkward to have that combination of items. Oh, oh, all in one combination. If I was checking someone out, I'd be like, what are you doing? I would say like a laxative, a pregnancy test, condoms, and like Vagisil. Actually, Vagisil, (laughs) just Vagisil by itself. Nothing else. Just Vagisil. Wait, 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 wait. Extra, extra powerful, weak proof pads. And Dom, why are you coming for me? Because I literally buy those. Okay, but guys, what about those like pills that you like shove up your butt to make? Oh, suppositories. 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 I've heard that they can get rid of dark circles. Really? What? Mom told us, told me that. She said, put hemorrhoid cream on your dark circles and it does something to the veins. I know what I'll be putting on my next shopping list. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Hey, Peter, could you pick this up for me? No questions asked. It's don't worry, it's for my eyes. <laughs> I make Seth do all my uncomfortable errands. <laughs> Same. I do the same on Seth. <laughs> well, guys, this took a detour, but we're not mad about it. We did not get to answer all 21 questions, but if you're interested in hearing the rest, make sure to let us know and we'll catch up with you on Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, make sure to follow us, like our posts, save our posts. And leave us a review if you have time. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.